0: Good morning. Good morning. On today's episode, I have special guest Mark Zides. Mark is a successful entrepreneur, business coach and CEO who has helped to build talent and learning organizations for some of the biggest brands in the world. He is a TEDx speaker and best-selling author. Mark brings over 25 years of experience to advise future leaders on how to best build the successful foundations for their careers. Mark brings pace to all of his engagements and looks to help and motivate all of his clients to reach levels of personal and professional success. Listen in as we dive into why urgency is his hidden edge.
1: Welcome to your hidden edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers in this podcast we'll uncover the hidden edge of high performance leaders executives athletes coaches and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality if you know you want more can do more and be more then this is the right podcast for you let's uncover your hidden edge
0: Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Mark Zides on the show. Mark, welcome to the show. Jeff, thanks for having me, bud. Yes, you are so welcome. So we're going to get into your Hidden Edge. I love this topic. Why don't you share it with the audience and then let's dive into it. How have you cultivated that in yourself? How do you do it in your business and everybody you touch? I, I, I'm excited to dive into your Hidden Edge.
2: Yeah, I, I believe it's a sense of urgency, Jeff. I, I believe it's making things happen excuse me for yourself and for others around you that that you impact every day and uh that's cascaded into and hopefully we'll talk about it a little bit uh sooner, later my book called the pace process for early early career success and the word pace um actually you know certainly uh, has that same uh type of meaning that sense of urgency does you know keep the pace push the pace maintain the pace uh, you know you got to you got to make things happen every day you know when you wake up in the morning
0: Love it. So sense of urgency, I, I'm right in line with that. Energy is one of the, the, the values, the virtues that I say each and every person, if you want to live a fantastic life, a fulfilled life, you've got to bring that energy. So where, where did this sense of urgency kind of come from? Has, has it always been with you when you were growing up and doing things? Did it happen through experience? Dive into that a little bit because I'd love to hear where it came from, from your perspective.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it's nature versus nurture, right? So I think for me, I was born with it, but it was all family oriented, right? So you know, okay. both my parents were blue collar. You know, father was a truck driver, mother was you know worked at a hospital. So I think I got a lot of those um, traits and and values from them growing up, uh, as as long as well as my two brothers. And you know that that created a lot of the grit, a lot of sort of that you know self motivation. You know, when you get up in the, every morning, you know you got to make it happen. Uh, things don't come easy, don't be entitled, all that good stuff. So I think a lot of it was, you know, the family values that I was brought up in. But then at the same time, as I, as I sort of went through, you know, school and, and college and then business, you know, I kept a lot of those tendencies, a lot of those competencies in the workplace. And that's what I tried to, you know, instill in, in everyone that I worked with or worked for from a from a leadership perspective.
0: Gotcha. So on a daily basis, are there any things you do to cultivate or remind yourself of that sense of urgency that, that are great kind of low hanging fruit that people can implement in their lives and and start to build that, that sense of urgency?
2: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of it, you know, has to do with what you talk about. A lot of times, Jeff in your podcast, which I enjoy, you know, listening to it's, you know, setting up that routine, right. Making sure mm-hmm. that every day, you know, you're, you're setting the right, you know, framework, you know, you're coming, to work or, or going to school or doing whatever it takes, you know, uh, having that mindset, right? So, whether that means you're working out in the morning, you're meditating, you're eating right, all those things that people may take for granted or call a cliche, I think are really important to have that structure, um, you know, to be successful in whatever you do. So, whatever works for you, um, you want to make that um, part of your daily routine. So, I think it starts with routine, it starts with certainly meeting those goals, exceeding those goals. So, I'm not one to kind of get into this whole, what's your five-year plan, what's your three-year plan? I think all that's really important. But mm-hmm. I think when you wake up every day, you know, uh, a couple of clients of mine, you know, have a funny saying, you know, who's going to win the day today? You got to win the day, right? And it could be something small, like you you helped out a client or you helped somebody, you know, in a grocery store open the door. I mean, th- those are, again, small little things, but as long as you're adding value every day, which is what I say to not just, you know, my kids, but also my clients, you know, that. That's something that somebody should, you know, take to heart: is is making an impact every day, whatever that may may mean.
0: Yeah, I love I love the win the day. I I I have a saying: attack the day, right? Attack the day. Be on your toes. Be on the offense. And I think there's just this misconception that hey, we're staying the same if you're just doing what you're used to doing. And and I always argue. I say you're you're actually getting worse, right? The pace of life is. There's a lot of people out there that are doing amazing things, getting better. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There's no staying the same. So that contributes as well to that that hidden edge of, of sense of urgency. So win the day, some sayings in the morning, get you into that state. Love the foundational practices of getting some wins right when you wake up, right? Feeling that progress. That can just continue to build that sense of urgency, build that energy, build that momentum and then you can take it to the rest of your, your day. What if you're just stuck and you're in this rut in life? And I know a lot of people can fall in that rut. How do they get out of that kind of groundhog day mentality where every day is the same, right? And, and how do they cultivate that sense of urgency in themselves?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with you know where people are in life, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. you know personal challenge, professional challenge, but you have to look, you have to reflect, right? You have to look back at where you are and where you want to be. And again, you know, you look at <clears throat> uh, people that, um, you know, look at athletes, for example, right? If they have a bad game. Are they going to hang their head? Are they going to try to fix the mistakes that, or or whatever didn't work? And they're going to go to the next game or the next week and improve upon that. So I think as an individual, you just have to find the, you know, intestinal fortitude, you know, that that resilience, whatever it takes to kind of, turn that around, right? And look, it sounds easy to say, turn the page or do something different. But, you know, whatever mind shift or mindset you have to do to actually, you know, change sort of that morass that you're in, you just got to do it, right? Whether it means, you know, take a break, go on a walk, you know, take a vacation, come back, reset, go talk to somebody, you know, whatever, you know, advice or coaching or mentoring you need to do to get out of that rut, you just do it. You just got to Strap it on again, going back to the old school, you know, cliches and make it happen for yourself and, and everyone around you.
0: No, I love the I love the idea of kind of reflecting as well as athletes, right? I mean, I, I come from an athletic background. My sons are athletes, and I, I love coaching them now on hey, what do you do to respond when something doesn't go right in the game? My my youngest son's a quarterback. He threw a bad pass. I could see him getting emotional on the field. And we had to, we talked about it after, and I said, do you think getting emotional and getting down on yourself helps you complete that next pass? And he said, Nope. I said, well, there's, there's a great example of you just have to flush it and you have to move on. Right. The greats, they snap back in an instant. They know that they're never going to be perfect. They know that I think there was a story about Jack Nicholas where he, he knew every round he would hit six or seven bad shots. So, we anticipated them knowing that when I hit those, I got to move past them real quick, and the next shot's going to be a great one. So, uh, love that that piece of it. So, sense of urgency, pace process. Ex- explain that to me a little bit in and, and the audience. Let's unpack that.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I wrote a book during the pandemic around helping and giving back to Gen Zs and young Gen Ys you who know, are looking to get into the workforce. Okay. And I always use the word pace it's that word that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, right? So some people are going hard, going too hard. Maybe they have to slow down the pace or or kind of figure out the right pace. Most people, as we're talking about here, don't have the right pace. They don't keep the pace. They don't maintain the pace. They don't push the pace. And when you're doing, you know, coaching like you do with your clients or like I did with my clients, that's a word I like to use, you know, where are you in sort of this, you know, journey of kind of being the best that you can be. And mm-hmm. when I wrote the book, I just wanted to weave in that word because I thought it was kind of a good word. And then I hashtagged it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it took some social media meeting and, but then it turned into an acronym in the book, right? So, okay. you know, PACE stands for prepare, apply, commit, and evaluate. And when you look at sort of whether it's your job role or your career path or where you are personally or professionally, those are four words that you know you can kind of take into account whenever you want to see where you are, whether like I said it's in in your career
0: or in life. Awesome. so let's let's unpack each one of those words. What, the, what does it mean to you? how do you apply it and kind of go from there?
2: Yeah, so thanks Jeff. So in the context of the book, prepare, right? you want to go get a job, you' got to prepare for that job. research the company, figure out what industry you want to be in. prepare for it, for the interview, who you're speaking with. You know, did you do a mock interview? Do you have it all figured out, right? How's your social media profile? Do you have a professional picture or do you have a bad, bad, you know, picture of yourself, right? Apply is apply all the skills you've learned, whether it's college skills, life skills, and then apply to the job the best you can be. You have to actually be different than everyone else. You have to be, you know, you have to stand out, right? How do you do that? Is your cover letter boring? Is your resume the same as everyone else's? Kind of what do you do there, right? Commit. When you get in you got to commit to the job like we talked about. You got to have that resilience, you want to build the right network, you want to jump right into the job 60, you know, 30, 60, 90 days, make a difference, make an impact, have your boss, your manager say, "Wow, I want to hire, you know, 10 more of this of this person," right? Mm-hmm. And then evaluate is again every 6 months cuz the Gen Zs are instant gratification, right? So they want a promotion as soon as they get in the job. And I'm being, you know, kind of general there, but evaluate the role, evaluate the company, evaluate yourself, right? Whether it's six months, 12 months, 18 months into a role, you know, do you want to make a change? If you want to make a change, can you make it in the same company? Do you have to jump companies or can you go to your boss and say, Hey, I've been doing the sales thing, you know, for six months or 12 months. Can I do something else? You know, this job seems interesting. So that's kind of the whole process. and, And along the journey, it could mean different things to different people, but that's really what it all
0: meant when I wrote the book you find of those four, a couple that many people or the majority of people miss in the whole process? I mean, I have a couple that kind of stand out when you went through it, where I was like, geez, I think those two would be ones that people miss. Are there are there common ones that you feel that that people miss overall?
2: You go first. Which two would stand out for you?
0: Prepare is one. I, I feel like people just don't prepare for success. I mean, we were talking about Morning routine and stacking wins and that foundation. People just think they're going to wake up and it's going to happen. No, you need to prepare at night, have everything out and ready so you have zero resistance in that process. And I would think people aren't preparing enough to be successful in applying for that job and committing in, in those pieces. So that was one. And the other was evaluate. And I think that's overall in life. We don't evaluate where we're at, we don't evaluate. Hey, yesterday, did I play with a sense of urgency or did I coast yesterday, right? And that evaluation process, if we can get more into that habit, three, six, nine, 12 months, you're gonna get better because it's so much better to course correct there slightly than 10 years go by. And then you look back and say, oh, what should I have changed? You don't have the ability and it's so much harder to course correct there where if you do it on a much shorter time frame. It's much easier to course correct.
2: Yeah, I, I like those both, Jeff. I mean, I, I I'm with you on the prepare. I I'm on the P, right? Because mm-hmm. it's competitive to get a job, right? Or it's yep. competitive to get into college. So what do you need to do to out prepare, out work, or out brand? You know yourselves. You need you need an executive presence. You need to build your profile, right? So these young professionals that are trying to get a job, what does their social profiles look like? you know, I had a TEDx talk and I talked about these Gen Z's being entitled and, you know, the trophy generation. And I got three kids myself, right? So, okay. yep. you know, I'm certainly guilty as charged to a certain certain bit of that, protecting them, entitling them to a certain degree. And what happened as we raised these kids is we didn't give them the opportunity to fail, mm-hmm. right? So when they don't have the opportunity to fail, they can't learn from, you know, um, tension or uh, constructive feedback when they get into the workforce, right? So right. they don't get some of those life skills that maybe you and I got, you know, playing in the playground or or things like that. And when you cascade that into the workforce, you actually have to have a better LinkedIn profile than the next person or your social media can't scream all party photos and whatnot. Someone's not going to hire you, right? So that's mm-hmm. all the prepare. And then if you research, it's at your fingertips, right? You and I, couldn't look on on google and say well who's jeff and what's his background and how can i drop some things to make that connection prior to the interview or even post interview right and these mm-hmm. are all short little skills that you can learn but you know through the book but also you know have that tenacity to go after what you really want to go after and if you outwork everyone ahead of time in that prep stage you should be able to get to the next round in, in my opinion
0: No, I I love the prepare. I love the outwork, right? Doing these little, I call them micro things, right? Micro things that you can do that are significant in that person maybe you're interviewing with or that company you're looking to get hired by because it shows your work ethic. It shows, it reflects on who you are as a a person. And I jotted down just failure. Failure is such an interesting thing. I mean, I, I grew up, I hated to fail. I I was most, I was one of them. I'm one of the most competitive people you'll ever meet where I had a, a friend of mine who said, Hey, if your mom was on the five yard line, you'd run her over to win this winning <laughs> touchdown. And I, I said, that was one of the greatest things somebody ever said to me. And my mother said, would you? And I said, absolutely, mom, you're, <laughs> you're going down and winning the game. But this concept of failure. And I had a discussion with my oldest son the other day because the Phillies are in in, the championship series and he quit baseball early on in life. And he he disclosed to me that he didn't like it because he had to, he failed so much, right? Baseball is a game of failure. So it was an interesting discussion about how if we can just pivot failure into lessons and that's where you get the greatest knowledge and things that you can learn from, it's amazingly refreshing versus, hey, I failed and I'm not good enough. No, it, it's just a, a lesson. If you keep getting up, you haven't failed. You're, you're just getting up off the mat. So uh, I love those two things that you had uh, had spoken about there.
2: Yeah, you mentioned baseball. we were a baseball family. My son played college baseball. And one of the okay. uh, things I like to say to him is, all the Hall of Famers fail seven out of, seven out of 10 times. Right. right? And, and they do the math. They say, wow, so that means 30% of the time, yeah, they bat 300, you're in the Hall of Fame. So, you know, that's, that's a lot of failure, you know, to your point on the baseball sort of mentality. And that's what mm-hmm. I think makes that such a mental game. Uh, you know, that game to me and golf are the two most mental. I mean, every sport is mental, but those two are are, are really challenging from a mental perspective. I and mean, you have to have the sort of the mental capacity and every person is different, right? You know, you, you'll run over your mom at the goal line, right? What I would say is, I'll take my mom in the, you know, into the into the end zone with me, right? So I'll say, hey, mom, I'm going to take you in because I'm competitive, but at the same time, I'll hug you. We'll, we'll make there it all go. work. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a good comparison, but, but everyone's wired differently, right? It depends yeah. on sort of the kind of your upbringing and who you are, and that'll translate into the workforce, right? You know, you've been a successful person, successful business person. Everyone's wired differently, and it's based mm-hmm. on their experiences, right? And a lot of it, like we just chatted about, is based on, what they've learned throughout sort of their journey, right? And a lot of it's failure. A lot of it's kind of how do you react to that failure? Do you put your head down and say, "I quit" or "I'm not going to do it again," or do you pick yourself up, like you know you mentioned Philly, hey Rocky Balboa, you know, yeah. get up off the mat and 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 go win the next round or go win the next fight. So you know that that's what I prescribe to. It. That's why I think we connected. You know, when we first chatted, it was kind of I think we have that same mindset, that same mentality.
0: Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned Rocky Balboa. That's I play, uh, when I, in my morning routine, when I get some exercise in I, the tiger is the song I go to by Rocky, you know, because it just, it gets you that mentality. Hey, I'm going to get up no matter what happens today. I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep moving and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. If I get knocked down, I'm getting back up. And those are just minor things that we can put into our lives that help us be more successful. Or when we get knocked down, Get back up off that mat. That is is truly, uh, truly special. So, tell me a little bit about needing a plan, right? And obviously, if you're going out into the workforce, you you need a plan. What are some steps you like to? I know you alluded to some already, but if somebody's just stuck and they're like, "I've I've interviewed, I haven't gotten the job, I'm in a tough spot," what, what can they do? What are one or two things that they can do today to make a difference in in that process?
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it's challenging out there, right? So what I coach young professionals on is if you hit that roadblock or you have a hard time finding a job, you know, you can always fall back to plan B, right? So you should have a plan A, you should have a plan B, you know, in, in corporate America, you know, you always have those goals, right? You have your, Hey, if you get, if you do this this year, you're going to get a bonus, but then you have your stretch goals. Right. And what I say to someone is if you don't find your, your passion right away, or if you don't find the job right away, follow your passion. And what I mean by that is look, if you're young in your career, you know, go travel, right? Go learn something else. Dedicate your time, work for a nonprofit. You know, do something that's actually gonna fulfill you in a meaningful way. If you can't find it in a professional way, always continue to network. But what, what I will say is if you can't find the perfect job, you have to find a job. You know, you can't live in your parents' basement, you know, your whole life. So whatever mm-hmm. it takes to kind of bring some income in and make yourself feel that you know you're moving forward every day, you absolutely have to do that, whether it's dedicating your time to a worthy cause or dedicating your time towards something you're really passionate about. And sometimes those two things will intersect. And all of a sudden another door opens and says, wow, I met somebody through some nonprofit or, or some, you know, uh, other purposeful thing I'm doing. And then Mm -hmm. they say, Oh, I, I like this kid. I'm going to introduce you to somebody else. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, something else opens up. So what I always try to say is be opportunistic. You know, you know, if one door closes, another one might open. So, and always network, always build your brand, have that elevator speech, right? Who are you? What's your purpose? What are you going to bring to the table? So if someone, you know, comes to you, a mentor or someone that you meet, you know, uh parent's friend or someone, an event, Hey Jeff, what do you do? Or what do you want to do? You got to have that story. You got to have that. Here's what I'm looking to do. You know, a biochemist engineer from XYZ school. Here's what I love to do, blah, blah, blah. And they might say, oh, how, how come you have a you know, limited job yet? You seem like a smart kid. Well, I tried these bi- bi- biotech companies. Nothing, what, have you ever tried research? You know, I know somebody that's looking for, you know, someone that can do a ton of research at this mm-hmm. hospital, whatever. So I've had a couple of things, you know, a couple, um, you know, young students go that direction, right? Mm-hmm. Might not pay as much as a big pharma or a biotech might pay, but it opens other doors, you know, you know, so there's, there's a big world out there and you just kind of have to find the right place, especially early in your career. I'm okay with, you know, being in your early twenties, mid twenties and still trying to figure stuff out.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I, I think the key point I took there and I wrote down was connections, communicating, networking, right? Being a constant network. How can I help you and, and, and building relationships. And I feel like that's such a lost art in today's totally connected but totally disconnected world of tech right and social media where we don't we don't have enough conversations where it's mark how can i help you jeff how can i help you let's see if we can connect each other with other people in our our networks and when you start to do that all of a sudden to your point things open up and people inherently want to help other people right they they want to do they they want to connect you with somebody else so you know if you're you're listening to this and, and you're kind of stuck in that rut those networks those connections that process of reaching out to somebody hey how you doing what do you reach those things matter because to your point outworking others not many people do that not many people are following up and cultivating and, and building relationships in uh, in that matter. Do you do you think that's kind of kind of along the same lines you were thinking?
2: Yeah, well said. I mean, again, if you if you go to college and you're fortunate enough to go to college, you have your alumni network, right? And your alumni inherently want to help other, you know, graduates. So that said, you can probably network all day long with alumni from the school that you graduated from, and that you know. And then there's the three degrees of separation, right? A LinkedIn's a mm-hmm. great great networking tool. So use that. And like you said, outwork everyone and sort of outmaneuver. And I've never met somebody who doesn't want to help someone else So sort of pay it forward. For me, nice. I want to pay it forward, right? I've been fortunate through my career. I've had great mentors and I want to pay that forward moving, you know, as as I said, kind of get into the next chapter of my career.
0: No, I lo- love it. Great, uh, great point to to end on. Mark, where can, uh, where can people find out more or look you up?
2: Yeah, thanks Jeff. So my my website's always good, markzides.com. Uh any of the socials at and Mark Zides or on LinkedIn. Um easy to find me by searching on me and yeah, I'm open to any networking opportunities, any any mentorship, any speaking uh any consulting gigs, all that good stuff. So, you know, happy to network with anybody and th- thanks for the
0: platform to chat with you today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh thanks for being on, Mark. Thanks, Jeff. Good talking to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.